This is how we do Records and we're making the dash. Oh, I'm buzzing the club. This is how we do it. Sounds and truth dancing like nobody does. This is how we do it. To all my neighbors, you got much flavor. Welcome everybody to the Southern Exchange Podcast with me, your host, Sir Griffinson. Today we have a special guest in the building, yeah. uh, a young man that uh, is a chef, a young man that's food tastes so good that you that it make your grandmama want to slap somebody. If you don't know, you know. You feel me? Um, this is a guy that has been in the field for a long time. He's uh, on his way up in the chef world. He's making some moves um, and he's doing some big things. So I want to introduce you guys to... Gerald Williams, I call him G Money, but for everybody else, let them know who you are, brother. Uh, what's good? What's good, everybody? Um, everybody calls me Chef G. You know what I'm saying? And uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on my social medias at uh, G underscore N. The letter N, people. The letter N underscore the D A underscore Crew K R E W on Instagram and on Facebook. 
for any of your catering needs and check out my food because it be busting. All right, so see, as you see, he's a businessman. He got right into it. You know, most people drop their social media handles at the end or somewhere throughout. But he letting y'all know right now he ain't invited to play with. And when I can, when I tell y'all this, not only does he cook, the brother bakes as well. You know, <laughs> you feel me? Like I'm talking about like baking. I ain't talking about no box bacon out of a box. No box cakes. Scratch. Scratch made. And this dude makes some crazy cheesecakes. Like, I'm talking about, like, off the wall, like, cinnamon crunch. Cinnamon toast crunch cheesecakes. It's crazy. Like, I, I guess to it. I guess to it. You feel me? <laughs> all right. So, all right, y'all. So, we about to get into it. You know, we're going to have a little episode with him talking about what he got going on. So, let's dive on into it. So, you know, I got to ask, you know, with you being a chef and with you cooking and everything, what inspired you to cook or what led you to want to become a chef? Alright, um, I get asked this a lot. Um to be honest, what it really got me started in cooking for real, for real was my grandmother. Um so like growing up, you know, I would see them cooking stuff in the kitchen and all that good stuff. I ain't repaid no mind. But as I got older, you know, as a kid growing up, hood, you know what I'm saying, you gotta do something. And you know what I'm saying, make something something to eat. Cause mom ain't always there, dad ain't always there. You gotta figure out something. So grandma used to have me go in there and and make her breakfast or whatever. Um, her favorite thing to eat was spinach and eggs with some toast. She would get a fried egg, sauteed, a fried egg, or she'll have me scramble the eggs inside the spinach, a can of spinach with some toast. And that was like my first little stepping stones into cooking. But also as a kid, when I used to have nightmares, just wake up in the middle of the night, grandma would be going down the hallway to watch Food Network. And so me and grandma, I would like I'll wake up and I see her walking down the hall and we'll go watch Food Network till I fall back asleep. And so ever since then, I was like, oh, grandma, I'm going to do that. I can do that. And then she was like, all right. So, you know, she ended up passing away a couple years later and I just stuck with it. I just kept trying to learn something, kept watching the Food Network, learning what I can learn, trying a little experiment here and there. But I didn't start cooking like my first full meal Till I was about around 11 without any help. And after that, it just took off from there. Cause like once people was eating the stuff, they was like, oh, that's so good. Oh my God, how? Like I made my own wing sauce when I was like 13. You know what I'm saying? From, from scratch. And ever since then, it just took off from there. It developed the passion. Um, I just kept doing it. Went to, uh, took culinary in high school. Once I got to high school, my and because in high school we had a technical prep program, so they gave us a bunch of technical classes. So um, I chose to cut culinary. I've been doing it since then. And like I graduated, went straight to La Corte on Blue in Atlanta. Graduated 2014, been doing it ever since. Man, that's that's a that's a dope story, bro. Um, I like how you spun like with you having nightmares as a child into you know watching the Food Network with your grandma. Because I know it's easy for people like you know at that age you get scared. Your grandmother, your parents come around, so you know you just go up under them and you kind of like fall back asleep. Mm -hmm. But you would just sit there with her and watch the Food Network, and then that led to it, you know, manifesting in your life where you were just like, "Yo, wait a minute, I can do this too." Yeah, like me and Grandma used to sit there. Like her favorite show was Barefoot Contessa. That's the lady uh, with the kind of like plump lady with yeah, the uh, short hair. Yeah, and she always had her she husband had the, around. Had the, the burgundy bob. Yeah, she used yeah. to always go to the store, yeah. get her food, come home. She would just cook something. And it'd be so rustic or whatever. Um, rustic is like, uh, for people who don't know, rustic is more so like a homegrown type thing. Mm -hmm. But um, she'll get it. And um, like I said, we used to watch it all the time. Her make all types of meals. I'll be like, grandma, that looks so dope. Like, I could do that, you know? And that's what just manifest, it manifested to that. Like, my personally, for me, the show, the two shows that I'm into right now are uh, Barbecue Pitmasters and Man Fire Food. Those are my two shows. Because those, they cook with open fire. And that's what I'm trying to get into. Um, I, I do know how to grill. I do know how to smoke. But the reason I'm really into those shows is because they use an open flame. Like a lot of people don't know how to cook like over a, a fire that's steady going, you know. So that's that's it's, it's interesting. Like I like learning new techniques and stuff like that. I know like probably about five or six different cooking styles. Mm. So so when you were uh, going into college at La Cordon Bleu, I know that's pretty much a yeah. It's culinary college people for the ones who don't know, right? And it's, it's a pretty <laughs> prestigious uh, 
cooking culinary school is very well known and world renowned. So when you were in school, like what were some of the techniques that they taught you guys on cooking and like trying to approach it in a different way than what you normally would do? Okay, so what I'm doing is trained classically in French. So everything we did was mainly based around the basics because French is, is what they consider to be the originator of cooking, you know. So in school, you know, everything was very rich with like butter, cream, mm -hmm. things of that nature. And that's what we centered it around. Now, um, I did take another uh, class, it was like Cuisines Across Cultures. That's when we spent off and we started learning different styles as far as like Asian, South American, and a little a little Caribbean. We learned, learned a little Caribbean as well. And so from there, I just took the techniques that I learned there because I've made like uh, what's called a, a chicken bun. From, this is Asian. I, I cooked yuca fries, uh, Yucatan which is a South American vet root vegetable. Um, I've, uh, I've made uh, what's called salt and, pepper a salt and pepper shrimp, which is more so like a Hispanic slash Asian type of thing where they take the shrimp, saute it so crispy that you can eat it with the skin on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never heard uh, of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it gets down. Also, I got that posted on the social media as well. Like, I just, <laughs> so if you guys want to check that out, it's on there as well. But yeah, cooking with different fish, like Brunzino is a really good fish. Um, it's a thin, flaky fish. Uh, cooking with that, making broth, made pho, uh, well, pho. Um, and like I said, cooking with sweet breads, things like that. Like, I pretty much have touched a lot of different types of animals and cook different ways. Like, you learn your basics, like roasting, baking, sauteing, grilling. Uh, smoking, you learn those basics, and uh, uh, what's the other ones that we learned? Um, um, well, of course, boiling stuff, as well as um, what's it called? What's it called? Uh, yes, yeah, sous vide, as well as um, we would do like stuff like poached eggs. Well, we do poaching liquids, poaching. Like, we used to do that as well. Like I said, it's learned all the different cooking methods. Because I'm thinking it's about, when I'm thinking it's about like five, five, about five to seven of them. We had to learn each one of them. Each, each style, each one of them. That's a... So I, I actually know how to cook an egg like... Keep up with About five different ways. Yeah, because... Five I mean, or six different ways. Because I know... Because I do... You know, I, I dibble and dabble in the, in the kitchen. You know, I thought about going to culinary <laughs> school at one point. But I was just like, nah, I don't know if I want to be that dedicated to it. But I know a few ways to cook an egg is poached. Yes. You can poach an egg. Poach an egg. You can fry an egg. Correct. You can scramble an egg. Correct. You can make it over easy, sunny, runny, whatever. Yeah. Sunny side up, over easy, over medium, and over hard. Right. And what's another way uh, that I didn't name? Because y'all see me, I'm over naming them. I know. I, 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 know. I don't eat eggs, I can, but I can make a mean yeah, egg uh, omelet. You hit the bases of them. Like I said, you have to poach, in, you have to poach another egg. You have to boil another egg. You can... Uh, uh, pan fry you have mm -hmm. over easy sunny side up over medium over hard um of course you scramble it um and what a lot of people don't understand don't know there's actually a process where you can bread and deep fry an egg as well but that goes into a whole nother whole other thing that 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 process comes with like you know it's a cooking technique because they're actually it's it's a it's a product that's made from like the egg and ground beef, where they take it, they ah. and they uh, you know, coat the egg. That's like it's 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 semi boiled, it's, it's, it's soft boiled. And you coat it with like beef and sausage and bread crumbs. Oh wow! And you'll fry it, and it'll be a fry. It's called a Dutch egg. I've heard that term, but I've never seen it. I'm it's mainly over in like uh, England, Scotland, um, in uh, Ireland. That's where it pop. That's where it originated from. Those areas. But when they say you learn something new every day, boy, you learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all go try some Dutch eggs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, let me know what they, they, they do for you. Now, when you were uh, in school, was there any technique or any time that you felt, I ain't gonna say felt, but was it at any point that you were like one of the techniques you had to grow to like or something that you didn't like that well? Like you were like, ah, this is cool, but I really don't see myself doing this or was everything just pretty much like, nah, I can do this. I like to doing this. Or did you have a time where it was, you were just it like, was, I don't know if I want to do this particular way 
you know what I'm saying, in the kitchen. So, like, my, my, my mindset while I was throughout the whole entire process was learn the basics. Then you can, once you learn the basics, then you can branch off and do your own thing. And so, like, um, it was a process, fermentation process. Like, fermentation is a type of cooking that doesn't require any heat. It's cooked, uh, the, the product is cooked through, like, heavy salt, heavy salt or smoke. Like, you don't really, you don't really have to cook it too tough. You don't sear it, you mm. don't, like, that process is, or, um, like, or wine, um, pickling, like, cold pickling, like I said, without heating up the product, like I said, um, it's done with wine, salts, uh, acid-based, really. But, yeah, fermentation process is mainly used in stuff like, um, okay, so, like, sar- sardines, uh, well, they cook their sardines or whatever, but more so in the case of, like, sushi. Sushi is fermented. Like, it's cooked, but it's not cooked. Like, people people will be like, oh, well, all of it is raw. Somewhat. They take it and they cure it. They mm. cure it in the salt. Starts the fermentation process. That way it becomes safe to eat. Right, 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 right. Because everything has to be cured of some type of scene about it. It just can't mm-hmm. be like, you just pull that fish out of the ocean, cut it, and then just eat it just like yeah. that. Like, like, just like how they do when they cure meat. Yes. Okay, okay. Like, cured meat is really good. Like, um... I've tasted some stuff like, uh, tasted some stuff like, uh, like cured, like process like cured ham, things like like when you're curing something, you're just basically you're trying to dry it, dry it out and make it last forever. Like actually, what's interesting is the curing and the fermentation process. They use it a lot in the Caribbean with jerk chicken. Mm. Jerk chicken is actually fermented. They, that's how they, that's how it originated. It was actually a process where they used to take the meats and stuff, and they used to go down when they were slaves and uh, take the meats, go to the mountains, and they would season it like that. That way, it'll last longer until they got ready to cook it. That's why you ever notice with like jerk chicken, you have to let it marinate for a minute right. before you cook it for that flavor to seek in. Right, right, and and shit, they, <laughs> I mean, they did something they did they did right by that because when you go to get some Jamaican food and that jerk chicken, I don't think I've ever had no had no bad jerk chicken. Uh, I actually like and and that's another thing like I not to get off subject a little bit but if you have the time take the time and learn their techniques from them mm-hmm. I feel like that's the best way to learn how to be authentic like not trying to be disrespectful but if I see a guy that I know isn't Jamaican trying to show me how to make oxtails I'm not gonna take you serious because you're not Jamaican right you know what I'm saying? Yes, your oxtails may be great. And I'm not saying you can't. Because that man, Bobby Flay, one of my favorite chefs, he is a beast. I'm not going to lie. But I would rather learn uh, oxtails from Princeton over here in Jamaica versus Kyle over here from Texas. You see what I'm saying? And like I said, that's just me personally. I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything, but just being honest, I feel like you should take the time, go to that culture or somebody from that culture and learn from them. They they, they, they they have a lot of ways that they do things that we do differently, but it tastes amazing. Like I learned uh, how to cook Latino food from Latino women, two Latino women in particular, Teresa, Teresa and Angelica. They showed me how to make their pinto beans, their black beans, how to make their chicken, like what adobo really is used for cooking with, like cumin and uh, I mean spices like cumin, chili powder, um, of course salt and pepper. Like like they also use a lot of um, um, it's chili powder, cumin, paprika, like things of that nature. Like I said, learning from them, it's amazing. Bailey's. Like cooking stuff whole garlic, making a mojo marinade, like things of that nature. Like when you learn the actual process, I feel like it makes the food come out better versus trying to learn it on your own. Like there's nothing against nobody. Everybody can learn on their own. You can, everybody can do that. But when you take the time out to actually get educated, it makes a difference. It makes a whole lot difference. Nah, I mean, I agree 100%. That's how, that's how I view life. Like if I want to learn a particular technique, form, or some type of uh, process that's outside of my culture, I tend to go to the person that is from that culture because they're going to be able to show me everything about that culture in and out. You know, that's like when we in school and we take foreign language classes, like we don't, we, we typically don't take a Spanish class from an American 
person. Yeah. It's usually somebody from the culture, whether it's from Ecuador or South America, anywhere in South America, that person is at that school teaching foreign language. It's like yeah. when we go overseas and people like want to learn English, they have they bring people in from America who speak fluent English because how else am I going to give you the real deal? Like, yeah, Kyle may know how to cook oxtails. Yeah. Okay. But Cal ain't from Jamaica. Cal Facts. family don't do it the way they do it. And it's going to be a difference because when you taste Jamaican food or any type of food that's made here versus when you go to the island, like we both know. We've been in Jamaica. It's like, it's, you feel it's what I'm a saying? Whole that food different. tastes different. The way they cook on the wood. Grill, had, all that. I literally had, um, shout out to my homegirl, Shireen. Shireen, she's from Jamaica. And I, I met her through working at the airport. And um, I, I, I asked her one day, I was like, Shireen, I know how to make jerk chicken, but how do y'all make jerk chicken? And she taught me the technique, what type of paste to use, or you know, if you don't want to make your own paste from scratch, what type of which paste to use, how to take care of the meat, process of cleaning the meat. Right, that's a huge part. That's a major part in, in, in the way you clean the meat, mm-hmm. and how to season it. Cause I had to do a catering event for her, her, uh, her family. It was they had a death in the family, and so it was about uh, two hundred Jamaicans. And, and you were tasked with making the food. Look, I was tasked with making the Gerald food. from Southside. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Southside, Southside was, was tasked with tasked with cooking some Jamaican food for some real authentic, authentic Jamaicans. Jamaicans. When yeah, I tell, tell you, tell us about this. <laughs> when I tell you, I'm not gonna lie. Again, said from Southside, Riverdale. I'm in there. Get ready. I'm, I, of course, I'm going to set the task. I ain't going to turn nothing down because I can do it. But when I say I was so damn nervous because this is like the ultimate test if you know what you're doing or if you don't know what you're doing. And like, I did what she said. I took the meat, washed it the way they like to get it washed with the vinegar, the lime, rinsing it in the water, taking off, the, uh, scraping the yellow, pulling the, pits, uh, the pieces off, all that. Like, taking the time. Like, like, I'm not going to hold you. Like, the cleaning process alone is going to take you a solid 20 minutes. Because you got to rinse it. You got to put it in vinegar. Let it soak in the vinegar. Rinse it out the vinegar. Like, uh, scrape it. Clean it properly. Then season it, marinate it. Season it with the uh, paste, um, with the jerk paste. And a little, um, a little jerk paste, saison. And, of course, I had a little bit more salt and pepper for my personal preference or whatever. And I let that shit marinate for two days. No, about a day and a half. Damn. And I, then I, I put it on the grill, got locked in the flavors, then I finished it in the oven, right, to heat it up. When I tell you, mm. there wasn't a piece of chicken left. It was so, and they kept asking me, they was like, where's the gravy? Where's, where's we got, we got more gravy? That's how, they literally destroyed all that food, bro. So and did you did you only make jerk chicken or did you make uh, something I made jerk chicken, yellow rice, because me and her, me and her both split up the task. So I took care of all the proteins because I had access to a, a kitchen that can provide that. So I gotcha. did jerk chicken. I did uh, we did jerk chicken whiting, fried whiting. We did yellow rice, um, white rice, um, and then we did like a a, a penne, a vegetable penne for the vegetarians. Um, and, um, of course, you know, we had a charcuterie board and we also did like, you know, tea and lemonade, you know, the, uh, have, so they'll have something to drink. Like I said, they destroyed the food and then not only destroyed, they gave giving me compliments. It got, it was like, she even told me, she was like, you want to do this every week? I said, I'm with it. I'm, I'm always down to make money, but that's how much they love the food. Like mm. they was like, bro, you have, I've been told I have gifted hands, like probably like six times. Nah, that's a blessing, bro. You know, like when it, I mean, you walk in your purpose and you doing what you're supposed to do. Like, you know, what I've what I've learned about food because you know I like to cook and stuff is like when you cooking, especially for other people, you know, you wanna you wanna give it that TLC, that tender love and care because for one, your reputation on the line. When Jared is out here making food for people, you know what I mean. Like you making it for somebody, it ain't just for you, you know, by yourself. It's like it's for other people, so you wanna give it what they want because everybody like a good meal. You know, mm-hmm. even for folk who don't necessarily like food like that, where they, you know, really care for it, they like a good meal. Everybody will go, is going to comment on a good meal. You leave a Correct. restaurant and the food good, you're going to be like, damn, who the chef was? Because this dude put his foot in. Or if it was bad, yo, this man, don't, who, who, why is he cooking? That's, like, he don't need like, to cook. You I've, feel me? I've had some food, man, and I've sat there and I'm like, this ain't it, chief. This ain't it. 
Because, and that's the, another thing about being a chef and going out to eat. When you're a chef and you're impressed by another chef, you know, give the, give the kudos. You know what I'm saying? Give the compliments. You know what I'm saying? Because it takes a lot to impress somebody who's really passionate about the industry. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they really do this. Like, people can be like, oh, I'm a chef. And I, just because they can, like, put a pot and pan together. That's why I have this quote in my bio. Um, it says, any, any fool with a pot and pan can cook. But it takes a chef to put artwork on a plate. Mm. So when people ask that question of why things cost so much or why is it that I can go and get it cheaper here versus from you? Because I am I put forth the effort to make it look the way it looks when you get it. Versus like, for instance, I'll give you an example of fried chicken, right? So you go to Popeye's, you go to KFC, you get your fried chicken. You pay like eight dollars, eight nine dollars, bucks. eight nine bucks for you know just a little meal, two piece, two sides mm-hmm. biscuit. You know what I'm saying? But when you come see Gerald, Gerald charges you fifteen dollars, fifteen sixty dollars, and you're like, why? Well, Gerald takes that same chicken, washes it, cleans it. After he finds it, he seasons it, let it marinate. Now he done took it, he done dropped it in his buttermilk, mm. put, let it marinate in the buttermilk, pulled it out of the buttermilk after he already done pulled it out of a brine. Come on now, come on. Done sat here and took it, done dressed it in his special seasoning blend and flour, dredged it in that, made sure it's fried to perfection. Those mashed potatoes, that mm. side that you get, Ooh. that's made completely from scratch with the heavy cream, the butter, the garlic, and a little truffle. Yeah, you go ahead, you whip that up together, you know what I'm saying, and I'll pipe it on the plate for you. And then I also take that honey butter cornbread, or, you know, right now what I'm really into is mm. the sweet potato cornbread. That's what's been going crazy for me right now. So, you know, I take one of those muffins, not even ready to just take the muffins, and I add it to the plate along with the mashed potatoes, along with a green vegetable, like some sauteed green beans. And I mean authentic sauteed, not just steamed, but sauteed with garlic and herbs. And I go ahead and put that together and I place that chicken on top and make it look like something out of a magazine. That's the reason why you pay that $15. And then I do all of that within a time frame of five to 10 minutes when you normally have to go to Popeye's and wait 45. I mean, I be trying to tell people, man, you know, you, I mean, you gotta, you gotta pay because for one thing, the material ain't cheap, you know what I'm saying? Like you making this food, you got to buy it. It's like it's not cheap for one, you know. It's cost associated with everything, especially if you got to deliver it. And then on top of that, when you go to Popeyes, you're not gonna get that even that what you just described or that taste. Like you going to Popeyes to get some chicken, nine times out of ten, the biscuit gonna be super dry. You probably gonna damn near choke on it. You feel me? And you mean to tell me I'd rather give I'd rather give a brother up and coming a chef. In this walking in his purpose, fulfilling his destiny, providing us with good soul for fifteen, twenty dollars for that. Because for one, where you getting sweet? You ain't who making sweet potato cornbread for one. You feel what I'm saying? Who taking the time out to make the potatoes from scratch, brother? And then <laughs> with that, that technique you so uh, casually put out here. See, y'all understand with real fried chicken buttermilk. Y'all <laughs> understand what buttermilk adds to fried chicken. That's like an old technique that your grandmama, great grandmama. You know what I'm saying? Was doing back in 1895. So make sure y'all support y'all businesses, man. Um, okay, so we're gonna take a brief intermission. Um, you guys hold tight, and we're gonna be right back with y'all on Southern Change Podcast. All right, y'all, we back with the Southern Changes Podcast. Thank y'all for sticking with us. Before we were talking about G-Money, or as I call him, you know, Chef Giro, about his um his um gateway into cooking, how his time in college was, and all that good stuff like that. So now, um, I want to ask you, you know, I know you said your grandmother inspired you to cook and everything like that. So is there anything else that drives you? Like, I know you, I know you cook, and um, you're a chef. So when you're in the kitchen... Like, what else gives you motivation to to see that smile on people's face or see that reaction for the first time when they taste your food? It's actually that itself. Mm. It's um, it's like when I when I do this when I do this, it's about hearing. It's well, I won't say hearing. It's like 
when I come up with something in my head, right? And I create something for the first time or I do something for the first time and I make it and then I see somebody eating they're like, bro, this shit busting. Like, damn, I ain't never had nothing like this before. Oh, bro, why yours tastes different? Or why your stuff looks different from the way other people do it? That is what keeps the passion fuel. You know what I'm saying? When somebody who doesn't know you, mm-hmm. like we have no type of interaction and you eat something that I've made, and that shit make your day. Mm. That shit, you you sit there and you're like, bruh, don't stop doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? I've literally had shorties like see me post reels and they was like, text me. Mind you, we don't talk, nothing like that. It's just, don't stop making reels. Like, don't stop doing what you're doing. Shit like that keeps me, mm. keeps me going. You know what I'm saying? That just, that's what keeps the motivation going. Because it's like, the fact that people just enjoy my food purely lets me know that I'm really good at what I do. You know what I'm saying? Nah, for sure. And that, that definitely makes a difference, man, when you have that. Like, that's one of the... Un, it's not underrated because people see all the time, but that's one of the dopest things about life is being a chef and being able to see that reaction from people, especially from people that you know, especially like maybe in a family, like an aunt or uncle or grandmother, somebody that you know is going to be kind of kind of tough to to get on your side when it comes to cooking you feel what i'm saying because when you come from a family that cooks and you know they getting down when it's your time to shine they're like all right what you got for us and for you to be able to spin that and turn it into like a positive is dope um it's amazing now when it comes to like cooking and everything like that what is what's one of your favorite meals to cook okay so i can ask this a lot as well Matter of so, fact, no, no, all right, since you know what, I'm, I, I want to ask, we'll, we'll get back to that later. How about this? Okay. Since people, because people always do ask, you know, what's your favorite thing to cook? You know yes, what I'm saying? Correct, what, correct. What, what, what gets you happy? Correct. What's the worst thing you cooked that you actually had to maybe cater for somebody or something that you wasn't as happy with or the worst thing you ever cooked that you were like, man, why the hell did I cook this? Um, let's see here. Uh... Worst thing I ever made. Ooh. Oh, okay. All right. I tell you. All right. I see your face. Let's, yeah. Let's so, talk about it. so I don't like messing up. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. But when you're, when you're cooking, it's always trial and error. Very true. You know what I'm saying? I was just getting into grilling for real, for real. <laughs> so I had took some ribs and I made some ribs and they were burnt. I'm not going to hold you. Them shits was burnt. Like to high heavens, and like I had the time one of my friends at the time and my dad they were talking about me, and they was cracking jokes and shit like that. And they don't understand like I'm literally upset, like I'm sick to my stomach that I just fucked this up because I don't like fucking up. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I never heard the end of it. For like, well, my dad stopped, but my friend. Every time he said something, or I said I want to cook something, he was like, "Bruh, don't let it end up like the ribs." <laughs> That's all I have heard. So, every, so that will have to be like the worst thing that I can remember at this at this point that I've cooked, and I was like, "Bruh, what the fuck? Why did you do that? How did you burn them? Did you just forget them they was on, or that was my friend I had to cook with on the grill? So okay. at the time, at the time, the grill it was hot, and I was like, oh, "Okay, so." What a lot of people who don't know who grill who who don't grill like that is that yes the fire has may have died down but when you season and you oil ribs or whatever it's also that's fat it's gonna burn hmm. as well as just because you don't see a fire doesn't mean this grill isn't scalding hot this grill is still 600 degrees and I just threw these ribs on here without a care in the world and just closed the lid and thought that the smoke was just the meat doing what it's supposed to do on the grill. Not thinking, hey, go grab this shit. So when I get ready to go grab it, it's a fire. <laughs> and like, this shit is black now. You know what I'm saying? You can't even scrape it. So, oh, like, it was, a, it was burnt, burnt. Yeah, they was through. Like, I tried, like, like on one side, burnt to high heavens. And so I was like, all right, cool. Like, lesson learned. Pay attention to what you're doing. And uh, I, I've gotten better since then. Well, a lot better since then. Have you? Did you eat? Did you eat them though? Yeah, uh, I grew up in a black house. Bro. We don't waste no food. 
<laughs> Did you at least make some sauce for uh, Yeah, I had to. Had to, had to. Was, it, was, it, was it really burnt when you tasted it? Was it like char burnt? Like it was charred. It was charred. So it was like when you bit it, you tasted the you tasted the little the, 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 the char. You definitely tasted it. Like it wasn't like the good char. Like, you know, it was the it was the damn, I really gotta eat this shit. Yeah, cause, I mean, yeah, cause, uh, yeah, by that time you don't pay for it, like you said. Yeah. I mean that's a hell of a lot of money to throw in the garbage can. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I mean it was a lesson. It was like I said, it was a lesson learned. I chose to eat it because I mean I didn't have to, but I felt bad and I was just like, well, fuck it, I'll eat it. And also I, I call myself trying to prove a point. Oh, they're still good. They're still good. You know, you whoop knew, whoop. and you knew they weren't good. Oh, I, knew. I mean, but you had to show I, knew, I knew I off the rip. It. I knew I it. off the rip, but I was trying to, I was trying to save face. Nah, that's real. To. Okay, so we can go back to. Um, so what's the what's your like your favorite dish to cook? And I mean, is it you know American? Is it uh, another so culture? It's, it's or? A, so two of, I have two uh, I have two of them. All right. So one of them is a dish that I personally created. I call it uh, I call it soul food pasta. Oh man, my bad. I ain't even <laughs> right. oh. Man, that dude. Man, when I say this man, that that soul food pasta. Go ahead and explain it, brother. Man, because when <laughs> I right. tasted that for the first time, that shit changed my life. All right. So, uh, the soul food pasta, right? So, I came up with it because I was like, like, again, growing up, black, you learn that, you know, parent like black mothers and stuff, like, this is, I really made this dish really for women. I'm not going to lie. So, most of the times you ask women what they want is either pasta or seafood. I'm gonna you, go ahead and keep it honest with you. So what I did was I was like, how can I take soul food? Cause they love soul food. Mm-hmm. Cause every black person, I don't know too many who don't love soul food, you know, and give it an Italian or a, a, a little spin to it. So I was like, oh shit, let me let me do it this way. So I take ziti pasta, I boil it off, cook it, and while it's while it's boiling. I already take some diced sweet potatoes. I dice them up, and I just toss them in a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, and some cinnamon. No, no sugar at all. No sugar at all, cause it already has this natural sweetness in it. Mm. I roast that off in the oven a little with some oil. Roast that in the oven. Now on the stove, I also got my liquid going. I have my own little liquid with uh, collard greens in it. Now, I do my collard greens different from most people. You know, I don't put any meat in my collard greens. At all, like no smoked turkey necks, no no turkey tails, no. none of that, no ham hocks, none of that. I just take the liquid and I add chicken base or beef base to it, and then I add a little bit, a little bit of garlic and this 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 marinade called Maggie. Add that to it, let it come to a boil, throw my greens in it. I let the greens boil for about thirty minutes because you still want to have a crunch to it. You don't want it too soft. All right, cool. Noodles is done. Boom. Potatoes is done. Boom. Greens is going. They're not quite there yet. They're going. So while that's going, I drain my noodles. Now, I need to start my sauce. So I make a garlic cream sauce. So what I do is I go ahead, I take some garlic, saute it in a pot with some butter, add a little flour to it, just a little bit, not too much. And then you're going to add your heavy cream. And... Add a little bit more garlic into it, heavy cream, throw some fresh herbs in it. You don't have to, but, you know, just spice it up a little bit. Mm. Let it come together, thicken up. So, boom, now you're going to take your noodles, throw them in the pot with the sauce because you want to coat the noodles and get stuck to it. Add your sweet potatoes. Now your greens is done. You're taking the greens straight out the juice, draining them, throwing them right in the pot. All that flavor coming in there. While that's coming together and it's sitting on the stove, nice, hot, good, you take your chicken breast. Not no chicken wings, not no chicken thighs, no legs. You take your chicken breast. Get it, you pound it a little bit, get it flat, tenderize it, season it. Again, go through that whole method, like I told you with by the clean egg. It, by cleaning all that. Like, you clean it, you clean it, get it good. You're gonna season it. After you season it, coat it in flour. After you coat it in flour, come with the egg wash. Then you coat it in breadcrumbs. Now you finna get some oil, heat the oil up. Now you frying your chicken in the oil. Get it nice and crispy until it's until it's done. So now you're gonna plate it up. You get your bowl, take your pasta your pasta mixture, go ahead, put it all in the bowl. But get all every bit of drippings, everything you can, put it all in there. Then you're gonna take the chicken, slice it on a bias, and lay it on the top. 
Garnish with a little, garnish it with a little uh, dried parsley or fresh parsley if you got it. And there you go. Soul fruit pasta or fried chicken. That's one of my favorite dishes. Now my other dish. Got me hungry in here. <laughs> my other favorite dish comes from the Italians and it's spaghetti carbonara. That is the best Italian dish I've had to date. I've had a lot of Italian food. I love spaghetti, I love lasagna. My mom lasagna will always forever be one of my favorite things she make. But that carbonara though, and let people who don't know what spaghetti carbonara is. <laughs> spaghetti carbonara. So what they do is, uh, traditionally it's made with pancetta. Pancetta is, is basically like a form of bacon. It's a, it's a high class form of bacon. Hmm. So uh, what you do is you're going to take your noodles, cook your noodles off. You know, you just get, leave them whole, boil them, you know, get your noodles cooked. So while that's doing that, you're going to take some garlic. You're gonna take your pancetta, you're gonna chop it up, cube it, throw it in there, get the get the nice little crispiness, get it all crispy, tender. Now you at this point you can take it out, you don't have to. But I'll just leave it in, and then you're gonna take your noodles, throw your noodles in there in the same pan with the bacon, with the with the pancetta, with your onions, because you gotta throw your onions in there. I had sauteed onions in mine. I like my sauteed onions. Throw your onions in there, got the garlic in there, it's all coming together. So boom. You're going to take it and hit it with an egg yolk. You're going to hit it about one or two egg yolks. Splash of uh, and some Parmesan. Let that come together. Dog. 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 <laughs> That's the sauce right there. You pull that thing out of the pan after it got hot nice, and then everything that got creamy and come together, and put it in a bowl, twirl it on that plate real quick. Uh, ooh. And you hit it with some fresh parmesan on top with some more crispy pancetta. Man, I'm telling you, you, you make that for me. Like, sweetheart, you about to get married. Like, I promise you. Like, that's my that's my dish, man. Dang the way to your heart is. Oh, dog. <laughs> that right, right there. Man. Well, y'all heard it here first, man. That ladies. right there. Y'all can make that. Jerry gonna make you uh, his wife. So, <laughs> if y'all coming with that spaghetti carbonara, y'all better come with it or go home. Now, with you, with you being a great cook and um, making some phenomenal food, are you more inclined to have home cooked meals, or do you like a good restaurant? Do you like to go to restaurants, or honestly, how does like, that go for you? Honestly, going out to eat, um, I don't mind going out to eat. It's fine. It's just I like when I go out to eat again, I like to try something different. So, like, I'm the type of person that will sit there and we'll go, we'll go somewhere, and everybody's getting this one thing, and I'm like, nah, bro, I'm gonna get something different. I don't want to taste the same thing over and over again. I'm not finna order chicken tenders everywhere I go. Like, I can't do that shit. Shit, they used to be me when I buy <laughs> I mean, I don't do it no more, but I remember them I days, mean, though. I mean, like, I get it. Like, if that's what you like, that's what you like. You don't want to... It's a safe want, choice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But at some point at some point in time, you got to get out your comfort zone. Nah, it's real. Like, that's why it came to me, like, going to a steakhouse and ordering a steak that's medium versus well done. Like I said, I grew up my whole life. Oh, that shit ain't done. Yeah, if you see it in red, and you got to go back and cook. Doing what I do, how I've been doing it, you was like, bro, it's not, it's not like it's that is like not done. It's cooked. It's just it's not cooked to a certain temperature. You know what I'm saying? Because that blood that well, what y'all think is blood, it's really just protein breaking down from the meat being cooked. That's all that is. That's all that is. But I mean, there's some people that like their steaks rare. They call we call it a blue steak. Where we take the steak. Sear it on one side, sear it on the other side, and send it out to you. That's it. Those steaks, I tell people, hey, that, that steak's still mooing. Like, I ain't, I'm good on <laughs> that. But at the same time, at the same time, you know, we got the well-done steaks. When people say they want well-done steaks, we be in the kitchen, we holler out, hey, bro, burn it. Like, that's straight, what they want. Straight, straight up. That's, that's what, what well-done is. That, that's what they want. And, you know, a lot of people, like I said, who don't know, like I said, I want to say that, like, I want to say that, like, they're ignorant or whatever, but you know, if they don't understand the quality of meat or how to properly enjoy it, they're gonna go for what they know, which is always well done. But like I said, the perfect steak is really just medium, medium rare, perfect steak. Now, my, per- my favorite personal type of steak is um, a ribeye. I love a ribeye, bone in or bone out, love me a ribeye. But you know, everybody has their personal favorites, they got different types, you know. Well, uh, I'll tell y'all the trick though. Like people don't realize that a T-bone is actually two steaks in one. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's why people never get it cooked right. 
That's like you know. Drive, <laughs> but y'all think you driving the heavy heat for y'all, y'all. Y'all better listen up. Now, um, now outside of state, what? So I know you do like different food. So you're the type that. If you out the country, in the country, if, oh, if, if it's I'm like, if country, it's like snails getting... on the menu, beef tongue, trite, you you gonna you're more inclined to try that. Yeah, um, like uh, for instance, like when I went on a cruise one time, um, they had cow tongue on the menu, and mind you, I already don't pay for the cruise; it's already paid for. So I done spent all this money to go on this ship. Hell, I'm finna eat it. Like, fuck it, I'm gonna try it. Like, why not? I don't want to pay for it on my own, and if I don't like it, I can send it back. So I tried it. I mean, it was actually pretty good. It tastes like a Vienna sausage. It was braised beef tongue, cow tongue. Is that the most? Is that the most wild? Is that the most craziest thing you ever ate? You no, know, the craziest thing I've ever eaten was ostrich. Nigga, you ate an ostrich? Yeah. You gotta be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Get off my yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I know they be having like ostrich burgers and stuff. Was yours a burger or what was it? Nah. So uh, first time I had ostrich was ostrich jerky. Um, but um, the first time I actually got to taste the ostrich meat by itself, like for real, for real. Um, I was at the airport. They was doing a cooking demo and they had ostrich meat left over. And so I looked up recipes to use it because I had never cooked with it before. Right. And I made. I combined two things I never cooked before, which was beef wellington and ostrich. Goddamn beef wellington. That shit's still around? Yeah. That shit old as hell. I've made ostrich wellington. So when you when you made the ostrich, how did you what did you do with it? Like did you So I cooked the ostrich. Ostrich is more so like kinda it cooks like beef. So it's like a lean is well I ain't gonna say lean meat, but it's lean. Okay. It's lean. It's um it's cooked like but it's cooked like beef. So I did it the same way I took it, you know, you when you cook in uh, Wellington you sear it off and then you coat it with the um with the uh, with the mustard, and then you coat it with the pancetta. And then once you coat it with the pancetta, you coat it in the dark stock cell, which is like a mushroom so a mushroom uh, mixture. And then you coat it in the um, the filo dough. I'm not filo dough, uh, pastry dough. Then you then you score it and bake it. Yeah, I cooked it. I got a picture of that on my gra- um, on Instagram as well. I don't think I've ever seen that picture. I need to go back and look at that. Mm-hmm. How did it taste? Tastes great. What, what was the taste like? I mean, I know it's not beef. I know it's not chicken. It's, it was more so like a gamey beef taste. Like so, like deer ish. Like not I say say like deer, but like a little taste stronger. deer is kind of high. Gamey I say I say a, a little stronger than deer and less strong, less stronger, less less as strong as rabbit. Mm-hmm. Rabbit is very gamey. Right. Rabbit is very gamey. Now was it tough, chewy? No, nah, it was tender. It's and I cooked it long enough. Long, if you cook if you cook any meat long enough, it will become tender. Now it is it is a such thing as cooking the meat too fuck cooking meat too long. Right. Or you just boil the flavor out of it. <laughs> but uh yeah. You cook it long enough it'll get tender. It'll fall apart for you. That's that's hilarious. So um so when you're dating and stuff like with the women, like do you want them to cook or do you prefer cooking? Cause I know that can be like uh one of those things both. like when you when you cook. Also you rather so you you balance it out. Yeah, um like, I don't I don't mean most women that I come in contact around me, they're like, Oh well you gotta do all the cooking, which is fine. I don't mind that. As long as you're doing all the laundry because I hate doing laundry. <laughs> but um Besides uh, like but like but as a as a as a as a dude, I I don't I don't know too many who are different, but every dude wants to come home to a hot meal, you know what I'm saying? And even as a chef, like to come home to see that you put forth effort, even though like I, I have met women who are kind of like scared to cook for me because of what I do and how good I am. And mm-hmm. then they just like, like, oh, bro, no, nah, you're a chef. No, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not finna embarrass myself. I'm like, bro, it's not about embarrassment. It's just about the effort. That's mm-hmm. what people like. It's just the effort. So, yes, yeah, so I would like to come home as even as a chef to, to, a, to a hot meal or to see you put forth effort to make me something to eat, you know, whether it's nasty or not. I respect the effort. Now, if it's trash, I'm gonna tell you that it's trash. I mean, yeah, you gotta be transparent, man. What I always say. Yeah, but like you know, when it comes down to it, I'm just like, hey, you know, uh, if it ain't hitting like it's supposed to hit, hey, this ain't it, sweetheart. But I'm gonna let you know. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know. And for the most part, I ain't really had too many complaints. But you know, I like I said, I don't had shorties be like, yo. Um, I'm scared, and I'm like, bro, don't be scared, bro. Just do your best. That's all you can do is do your best. Give me what you think is this shit. Um, P.S. I do hate the air fryer though. Like, I don't know why it's just something. Man, about you know that what? Let's 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 break let's, let's let's break the air fryer down, bro. Cause you know we we come from a generation where you know I need grease. 
we, 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 you know, we, we, when it's frying, we cook a certain way, like you said, with grease and different things. And, you know, we watched our mothers and fry over stuff over the oven and all the good stuff. So when I, when air fryers first came out, I was like, what in the, I said, what in the heck is this air fryer? I'm like, you can't fry something in the air. Like, what are you talking about? Right. So, you know, I was against it. And now, like, I'm, like, now, I, I use air fryers, but the only thing I really use air fryers for is french fries. Like, everything else I cook because uh, so like, I, I prefer... I don't take this away from I anybody that uses it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, because I don't see any folk make some meals in some air fryers, bro. I don't see them put potatoes in there. I don't see them put fish in there. I don't see them put veggie stuff in there. I don't see I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not knocking it. Okay. I don't see folk make a five-star meal in there now. Now, me personally, like, I just, because I just go back to... I want the grease. Like you right. don't have to drop that thing in some grease. And like I know, like I said, the air fryer is convenient. You know what I'm saying? And I get that. You know what I'm saying? Use, like I've seen people use it. I don't have people heat up food in it and give it to me. And I don't have wings and stuff about it. And they're just like I taste the wings and they were good. I'm not gonna lie. But it was different. It wasn't. Fair. It wasn't what I'm used to. And granted, like I said, it gets the job done. It will, if you want something to be crispy, it will make it crispy for you. I give you that 100. percent But you cook it for Gerald, and I see you got the air fryer. I'm gonna eat it the first time, out of respect. <laughs> out of respect. That second time, I'm gonna look at you like, bro. So you ain't got no grease in your house? <laughs> like, so you lazy? <laughs> like, 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 again, like I said, I'm not trying to take it away from anybody. I get it. People who got kids, you know. Right, right. It's convenient and it's quick, and like you know, sometimes. People ain't got time to wait for grease to get high. Right. And then, you know, if you got kids, you don't got time for the kids to reach up, grab the oil, and, you know, whoop the whoop. And I get that 100%. That's why they make deep fryers. Because I, <laughs> I like grease. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I I need to know, all right, fresh up out the grease. Okay, I'm finna, I'm finna tear this up. But I feel like that's where you get the real authentic f- flavor of something fried. Now, if you in there making, like, some type of pasta dish or whatever like i said people got creative with this thing do your thing i ain't knocking it you know it's what i use but now i'm seeing a lot of cooking videos and cats is using air fryers to toast bread and stuff like that and i'm just like bro fam what's wrong with your oven like no power don't work in your house you know it's definitely it's, <laughs> it's definitely a difference these days man also you know shout out to people who got air fryers you know we still prefer the traditional way of cooking you know, if you give me an oven and a stove, I'm going to show you how, I'm going to show you what to do. I'm going to oh make it work. God. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With a cast iron skillet, dog. But, uh, okay, so we talked about cooking and I, I mentioned earlier that he bakes. I ain't forgot about that, y'all. Uh, so what got you into baking? Was it just something that you saw was like, I can do that? Or you just like, you like baking or desserts that much that you wanted to learn it? Especially with these cheesecake you be making. <laughs> so um, in culinary school... Um, in culinary school, you're required to take a, a patisserie class, which is a baking class. Because um, we, we had two different sides. Like, the people who took patisserie, they had to learn. They had to take a cuisine culture, I mean, a semester of cuisine, as we had to take a semester of, of baking. And so, I like I like the, the mindset of learning how to make something so I don't have to go to the store and buy it. Mm. So, of course, you know, grandmothers, moms aunties, everybody baked pies and stuff from scratch. Right. And so, you know, all right, cool. You get into that and you start looking and you start learning, you know, things, things of that nature. Um, what got me into making like, you know, cakes and I wanted, I wanted to learn how to do it from scratch. And I was like, I got to do this. I got to do this. And so I learned how to make pie crust from scratch. I learned how to do muffins from scratch. Um, and honestly, what really sparked it all for me that what you locked it in when I learned how to make pancakes from scratch, when I learned how to make pancakes from scratch, the first thing I said after I learned that, I was like, that's it? Mm-hmm. It was like, they was like, yeah. I was like, ain't your mama ain't get my money no more. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, ain't no, ain't no more. Straight like, up. And then the fact that you can make pancake mix into waffle mix. Mm-hmm. Like, are you, I'm like, all that coincides. And then crepes, pancake, it literally goes crepe, pancake, then waffle, all with the same mix. Yep. And it's like, that's crazy. Like, and you spending so much money, it's like, it's right there. Now, granted, again, like I said, if you don't want to take the time out, like I said, you want to go to the store, you want to buy it. Like, again, I say it's convenient. It's convenience. Saving money at the store is, is for the convenience. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when you want to make it for yourself and from scratch, 
this is a good way to learn. Like I said, I suggest everybody to take the time to learn. Like I said, everything is on YouTube now. Um, there's videos. So learn if you can if you can learn, learn. But again, like I said, if you wanna learn how to be a pastry chef or you wanna learn how to bake cakes and decorate cakes correctly, go to somebody that does it. Learn from them. They know the best ways. I'm self-taught when it's baking stuff because I, I watch my parents do it and I will try to copy that. But for the most part, I'm self-taught from scratch. Like, no box mix. Like, no tweaking what's in this box. Like, nah. Straight, Straight up. up. What's, the, the, what's, the, what's your favorite thing to bake? It has to be cheesecakes. And the the, the two, like, I would say. I know. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The two things that I love the most that I've made from cheesecakes has to be one my fruity pebble cheesecake mm-hmm. and then for two my cinnamon toast crunch cheesecake those two came out the exact way that i wanted them to come out wanted them to look i was so happy when i made those now granted i've made other cheesecakes like i made a blue velvet cheesecake for my mom um because my mom's favorite color is blue and she likes red velvet cake so that's how i got the idea to make a blue velvet cheesecake uh, made that for her. It came out okay. I, I, I'm, I'm still learning how to decorate, but I can bake. I can definitely bake, and I can ice. I can ice. I can't. I can't decorate cakes just yet. I mean, I'm not gonna say I can't do it. I'm not good at it yet. Let's take that back. Right, right, right. It take, it take time, you know. Yeah. With, with, with anything. Um. So man, that's ooh, that's good. That's good. Man, got me up at hungry. Want some sweets? Oh, everything. Oh, I cannot forget. I cannot forget my go-to. That that slap every time I make it, and that's the caramel apple cheese. Oh man, nah, nah, caramel, that, caramel yo, apple that, pie. That yo, caramel, that caramel apple pie, boy. <laughs> man, that thing was so good, dog. Man, you need to. Make, when you gonna make another one? Actually, I'm, I'm probably gonna make one soon. They've been asking me to make one. That call me, man. Uh, Last time you didn't call me, bro. <laughs> call me this that's time you make it, ass, dog. I that need one, that. I'm actually gotta do that. I gotta do a mixed berry pie coming up soon, and I also gotta do a key lime pie. My mom want me to make a key lime pie. Mm. I gotta do that next from scratch. All right, y'all. We're gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna reverse this, cause man, this is food. <laughs> I'm gonna be starving, man. So. Right, I'm gonna ask you one more question before we get out of here, man. And you know, you can ponder this or. You probably already know the answer because I mean you 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 already look ahead to the future. You already you are always making making moves. When it comes to being a chef, being a pastry chef, being in the place that you need to be in your life that you were destined to be, what's your ultimate goal with this? Like, you want to have a own a restaurant? Do you want to be a chef on Food Network? Do you want to travel the honestly, world teaching for how to cook? What's your what's your goal with this? Honestly, like uh, every chef is a teacher. I'm gonna tell you that because every chef. If you ever get in the kitchen one, they're gonna show you how to make something, you know? So I do like helping people and I do like teaching people how to make something, especially if I feel like you don't know. If you're generally, if you're generally ready to learn. If you're not trying to learn, you know, it's a waste of time. But if you're generally ready to learn, I'll gladly teach you. But my ultimate goal is to have a restaurant or a chain of restaurants. And that's just and that's just so I can go ahead and create wealth stuff for my family, but not just to be just but not just to be in that field. I plan on being like an entrepreneur fully, but I want to take the rest. I want to use the restaurant industry to get there. You know what I'm saying? So I plan on like in the in the future, like I said, I definitely want to have a food truck, um, turn that into a restaurant, let that slide slide into a bar. I definitely want a bar under my belt, and um, hopefully uh, once I depending on how, how things go, if they continue to succeed. I want to have a restaurant, a bar, and I want to have a cigar bar. Mm. I want to have a cigar bar, um, a place where uh, I want to have a place that way everybody can enjoy themselves. Like a restaurant that's family-oriented, you know what I'm saying? Kids can come in, you know what I'm saying, enjoy themselves. But I want to have, like, different levels in that one restaurant. I know it sounds weird, but I want to have different levels. I want to have levels where it's a kid's zone, where your kids can come in and enjoy themselves. But if you want to come in, you want to bring your lady in and do some casual dining, you take it up, you go up, you go up on the elevator, you know what I'm saying? And you and you go ahead and you do that. But I want to, I want to do that. But yeah, and I just want to help out. Like I said, being, being, being in the business industry, I want to be able to help other people out. So I also want to open a, um, a, a commercial kitchen spot where people can come in and they could do exactly what, I, what I'm doing now. 
starting their self, starting in their careers, for real, for real, learning. They had the opportunity to come do that with through me. Like, come here, use this kitchen, learn, grow your business, and then move on. And the next person can come in and do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Because I have what I need. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I just went to the bar, restaurant, food truck, and a um, cigar bar. I definitely want to have a cigar bar. But mm. that, that's what that's the goals. That's the plans. Man, that's plans. a beautiful dream, brother. You're going to succeed and you're going to do all of them because you you know what you're doing. You got a vision. You got the goal. So everything's about manifestation. So it's going to happen. And I can't wait to see all of it happen and, and to witness this. So... Um, I just want to say thank you uh, for sharing all this information, this dope information with the people. I want to thank you for your time. You feel for what sure, I'm saying? For sure. um, be sure to also plug plug them in with your social media handles again. I know you did it the first go around when we first started, but tell them again because people, you know, sometimes forget as the show goes on, brother. Tell them a little bit more about your social media handles where they can find you. All right, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Again, uh, I'm, I'm Chef Gerald Williams. Everybody call me Chef G. You feel me? Um, you can definitely find me on Instagram at G. Underscore the letter N, capital N, underscore D A, letter D as in dog, A as in apple, underscore crew, K R E W on Instagram, or you can follow me on Facebook. Facebook, same thing, just no underscores, G and the crew catering company. I'm right there. Come see me, come check me out. I do all types of events, caterings, baby showers, bachelor parties, weddings. I've done them all. So, you know, if you need me, come see me. And y'all heard it here first, man. So thank you, G-Money, for stopping by the show. Y'all make sure y'all follow him, plug him in, hit him up for some catering events. And you know what I'm saying? Taste that food, man, because I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. I guarantee you won't. Facts. So y'all have a good week. Be blessed. This is the Southern Change Podcast.
Oh, oh. 